0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3698, for Wednesday, the 5th of October 2022. Today's show is entitled, Spectrogram. It is hosted by Klaatu, and is about 16 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, edit audio as a spectrogram. Hey everybody, this is Klaatu, and I wanted to talk today about why I edit sound as a spectrogram. So in in Audacity, if you've ever used Audacity, and if you're listening to the show, you may have also contributed to the show, and if you contributed to the show, there's a high likelihood that you've used Audacity. But in Audacity, there's this really interesting option to view your sound not as a waveform, but as a spectrogram. And a spectrogram is a kind of, I don't know, maybe a psychedelic-looking representation of data. You might think of it as a heat map, and I, I, I imagine a heat map is probably a form of spectrogram. I should probably know that. I should have looked it up. It all kind of just came to me right now, though. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that that would be true. So a spectrogram shows, shows data by concentrating a color in areas where there's a lot of data and then by by starving other areas that don't have a lot of data and and so in other words you have sort of if you've ever seen like well like a grayscale or i guess even a rainbow but let's let's go with a grayscale where it goes from black to sort of 50% gray white th- that spectrum one end of it might be dense with data and then the other end would be sparse on data and I think typically, because the white end of the spectrum is by definition a lot of data. Like you get white light on a screen by combining all of all, all the pixels are on, all the colors are being combined. Uh, that's different than in physical media. If you mix a bunch of colors in real life, like paint, you you usually end up getting something pretty dark like basically a black it might not be pure black because there might be lots of different pigments in there and it depends on what kind of paint you're mixing and, and so on but, but that's different in projected light all of the colors on so that's all of the data 255 255 255 in RGB that produces a white light turn all those pixels off and you get well you get darkness you get black so in a spectrogram you might say okay well any place that's really white white hot there's like there's stuff there that's really intense data and then if it it, if it sort of starts to trickle down into maybe a little bit of gray well we could say that there's there's still a lot of data but it's starting to become sparser there's not all of the data is not all the slots for data are turned on. And then you keep going down the scale, down the scale further and further and you're you're essentially, you know, removing data intensity from from that region until you get into just darkness where there there is no data. No, none of the data switches are turned on there. So that's a spectrogram. And you get that option in Audacity. You can look at your sound as a spectrogram. And to read a spectrogram, the the spectrogram in in Audacity, You're, you're looking at a couple of different things. You're looking at where the sound is within the EQ, um, within the frequency of, of the sound, where that data is. Now you're not getting the wave form of, of the sound wave, but you're, you're getting notation through intense or not intense colors to show you where all where, where the sound that you're hearing is being produced, where that's sort of hanging out. So, for instance, if you are seeing a lot of bright yellows and whites down at the bottom, then you're you're looking at uh, bass tones. You're 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 hearing you're looking at the the lower frequency uh, of sound. And then as you you move vertically up from from that baseline, then you start seeing I don't know maybe purples and oranges. I mean, it obviously. I'm, I'm describing color as if though all all spectrograms are the same. You could you you can you can change the theme of Audacity and get different colors. So it it, it may not be that for you. But uh, there in the middle in the mid range, you're you're starting to see the mid range of sound. That's that's sort of what you're seeing there. And and as you speak and as you hear a voice f- fluctuating and changing and and. And changing over time and, and across different words, you'll you'll see different colors sort of appear there, and sort of different in- intensities appear at different levels uh, of that vertical scale. And then finally, near the top of the screen or, or of the track, you'll you'll start to see um, maybe other colors that indicate the the higher the higher frequencies. And I started editing in spectrograms because really because of that, because you could really see where the different sound was coming from. And I found that it was absolutely priceless for removing all of the inhales that I do. I mean, I, I, I inhale now that I've said it. You're not going to hear anything but that, and I, I apologize for that. But when I'm speaking, I, I inhale a lot, I feel. I'm always taking a breath in, uh, as if though I'm short of breath, constantly short of breath for some reason. I don't know why I do it, I never knew I did it until I started editing myself in podcast form. Then I could hear it. Another thing I do uh, frequently is, you know, I mean, anyone, any, anytime you're speaking into a, into a microphone, you can throw all the pop filters and things on there that you want, but there's still those wonderful plosive sounds and those little speckles of spittle and, and all the unpleasant things that happen in a mouth. It just comes through in this uh, audiograph. And, and, you know, part of cleaning up podcast audio or or audio for anything is removing all of that sort of excess sort of uh, too too human for comfort kind of sounds. And for my money, the spectrogram is the way to do that because you can really zero in on exactly what you want. I mean, I'll admit that with the audio with the waveform, I I was getting really good for a while, a long time ago at recognizing my own sort of cadence and the the parts where I would take a deep breath that I didn't want or that I would say, um, that I didn't want, you know, those things, all the, I I, I started recognizing those and I was probably up to like, I don't know, 75%, 80% accuracy. I could, I could pinpoint things and say, that's going to be a little bit of a breath. I'm going to just cut that right out. Done. Easy. Now, if I was editing other people, I didn't know I didn't know sort of their signatures yet, and so it wouldn't be as effective. With the spectrogram, it is just so much clearer. Like you can really, really see the inhales. You can see the exhales. You can see the 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 clicks of the mouth or the, or, or the tongue. You know, you can you can see all of that. They're they're really really clear and you can select them in the spectrogram you can zoom in on a spot where i mean you do have to you have to kind of develop a skill to see them you know and sometimes they're quite small so so really you have to hear it first and then you zoom in on the space where you heard the the click or the pop or the 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 breath or whatever well the breath actually you don't really those are really clear like really really clear so i'll select a breath point and then hit Z, Z for, um, zero crossing is what it's called. I don't know where that is in the menu or if it's a custom thing that I do. It's gotta be under select. Yeah, select at zero crossing. So select menu at zero crossing. So you click, click that or, or if you have a keyboard shortcut assigned to it, you do that. That just kind of ensures that you're not clipping, uh, things. Now, the interesting thing about these spectrograms is that you're not seeing the, the audio waves. So, When you're cutting things out, you're not... It's not the same as selecting the peaks and the valleys of an audio wave. You are selecting a region of sound. The same data, but by different measure. And so you can't exactly, like, the... The, the data that you're viewing, it, it isn't the same as a, it, it doesn't translate as a, as a waveform. And you can even see that, like if you select a region and then you go back, actually that one didn't work for me. Uh, if you go back and view the waveform, or if you turn on multi-view where you actually are seeing them both, which I don't, I don't like doing. I, I, I don't like the multi-view that much. I mean, it is, I could see it being useful, but for me, it starts to, distract me and get me confused as to what i'm i'm seeing i just prefer to look at the spectrogram myself but you select an area you do zero crossing to make sure you're not clipping a sound wave off at an inconvenient point point. and then i just go to personally i just go to effect amplify and knock it down to zero that's that's how i that's how i get these these uh elements away or i just delete them Z and then X to delete. That's what I use to delete X. Uh, you could use whatever you want, but I find it easier to just have it all on that one row. Uh, and then, and then you, and then you go on to the next offensive, ugly sound that you have made with your lips and, and cut that out. So the spectrogram, I don't know, I highly recommend at least taking a look at it, if for no other reason than to experience the visuals of sound by some other representation. And I didn't really fully appreciate that until I started editing spectrograms. I'd I'd seen the spectrogram before, and it just looked different. And I figured it was probably some kind of, I don't know, data science, scientific thing of interest or something. But, But when I started to actually use it for editing, I realized that I was getting the same... I was looking at the same data as I'd been looking at through waveforms. But I was getting so much more information somehow. Like I was, I was seeing a a, a much more complete picture. Now, obviously, that that's for my purposes. Um, I, I imagine spectrograms are not useful for a lot of other activities. And I mean, certainly, I don't, I don't know that I could. I mean, I haven't tried. I, I don't know that I would try to edit music, like a music track, through as a spectrogram. Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't think that would work uh, so much. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of, if it's just a bass drum or something, I'm sure you could probably pick those out pretty, pretty easy. But for, for what I'm doing, spectrogram has been, has been just really, really, really useful and just a fascinating study at kind of looking at, at different, um, at, at different views of, of data that, that I thought I was pretty familiar with. So yeah, next time you go to edit something in, in Audacity, I mean, as long as you're not against a, a deadline or anything, if you got time to kill, take a look at the spectrogram, take a listen to it. Try selecting some areas, get that zero crossing, silence it or cut it or something, and, and just see what you've gotten. You, you might really surprise yourself. Um, I have been surprised in the past of, of just how, you know, you can just kind of go in and zero in on something that's, that's in an area that you don't think it should be in. You select it, you delete it. And then you listen to it back, thinking, "Well, I've just taken a big chunk of audio out. Obviously, I'm going to hear going to hear where I, I I I cut that out." And no, you don't hear it because you're not you're not working with the waveform. You're not you're not just clipping out this like a, a word. As you, as you, I think you, we often zero in on the waveforms. You're, you're clipping out frequencies in a way. I mean, ultimately, you're affecting the waveform. I understand that, but the, the selection process is, is different than what you might expect. And it's kind of interesting because I, I I do, as I often do, I, I extrapolate a lot of this into, into the, into my real life, and I think about how my perception of audio has changed. And it strikes me that sometimes we are set in a certain... Mindset. We are, we, we have a certain interpretation of our surroundings and it seems very correct to us. And it seems like we have thought this through. We've listened to people that we trust and, and that we form ideas. We form these interpretations of our reality. And then you, you, you learn to look at something a little bit differently. And all of a sudden, I mean, you're looking at the same exact data, but you're recognizing it to be something you're recognizing it as as taking a new form, like it's it's literally the same data, but you are seeing aspects of it that you you just couldn't see before, and that to me is absolutely fascinating. It's obvious; it's something that has not it's been said before. Like that's not a surprising thing. Oh my gosh, you can get a new perspective on things and change your mind. I'm just saying, I hadn't before I started switching over to spectrograms, I hadn't really seen it have such a pragmatic effect on. On, on what how i interact with something the the way that i interact with sound now is is different it's literally different than it had ever it, it had been before and and across my entire life my understanding of sound has has actually changed a lot it's evolved a lot started out probably as sort of an understanding of i mean without going into child psychology which i know nothing about i'm sure there were some at some point, you learn about sound. Like, like, I don't know how that happens, and I don't care. But at some point, you know, playing in a high school band or whatever, you, or at least I, l- sort of understood sound by as musical notes. Like, that was kind of like the representation of sound to me, because that's what you did to make sound. You, you read the notes and did the thing that that meant for you to do. And then I, I, at some point, I learned about guitar tabs, and that completely took me by surprise. I just thought, some people read, you know, read music by these charts like how is that how is that possible and then you know at some point I, I obviously learned about sound waves and and wave form representations of those and learned that those could be affected through electronic means and so on or or through other means too acoustic means put something in a different room you you'll get a different sort of experience of that and, and then eventually discovering spectrograms which which completely shifted everything again and, and and that's just that's just a little tiny snapshot of one of one understanding of of a piece of data of you know of one attribute of reality so that to me has been very very fascinating and it's it's interesting to me that even something as simple as just kind of like yeah everyday experience for for most people uh, of just how we hear things and then for a, a smaller group of people of how we how we visualize what we're hearing on a computer screen and how we're interacting with that can completely change based on on how you're looking at that data the data itself hasn't changed you are simply looking at it through a different lens and that that changes, again, not the data, but it changes how you interact with it. It it changes possibly how quickly you edit, or how cleanly you edit, or how the the things that you're able to zero in on, whatever. Well, that's it for me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hacker Public Radio. You should record your own. Go edit it in Audacity with Spectrogram. Talk about your experience. Talk to you next time.